0: Hey guys, and welcome back to your favorite Jersey Shore podcast, We're Just Talking. So today we're going to take the time and we're actually going to talk, talk about a serious topic, something that's been going on currently in our world and it's affecting us all individually and as a society.
1: Yeah, we wanted to keep everything um, with this podcast really light and carefree and something that everybody could listen to to kind of get away from their realities, but I think today we wanted to take the time to really lean into what's going on in the world. Um, It's the beginning of June 2020, the year of hell so far, and so far June has been no different. Just last week, Memorial Day weekend, a man by the name of George Floyd uh, was killed at the hands of the police in Minneapolis. Um, This isn't the first time this has happened, as we all know, and it's caused quite an uprising amongst our black community and our black brothers and sisters Throughout the nation, we want to get into a lot of the race issues that are currently facing all of us and that have been facing us for hundreds of years and that have still gone unaddressed. I think it's important to understand that systemic racism has come a long way, but it's also had a trickle down effect um, from back during the slave times. I mean, we're still trying to recover from that time in our nation's history. And this is just an ugly reminder of what kind of divide still exists between races. And we thought it's the least we could do to do a podcast episode to bring awareness uh, as white allies and anti-racists ourselves, have some introspection, learn more, be better, and kind of bring this to the attention of our listeners. We feel very strongly about this topic. We live by the, the motto that, life, that Black Lives Matter. Um, we think that to in order for all lives to matter, it's important that we make sure that we understand that Black people of color matter. Black indigenous people of color matter. Um, All lives can't matter without black lives mattering first. So that's an important um, distinction that we would like to make uh, in terms of our message coming across to our listeners. Um, The incident in Minneapolis happened at the hands of a police officer. And I'm going to choose not to use his name because um, this is my show and I don't have to say his name. (laughs) He doesn't
0: deserve that platform.
1: Yeah. And I think we should just make this more about the the people who have, who have died at the hands of the police, police brutality is a, is a horrible thing that goes on in our country. Um, and I think that the you know to try and divert the attention from the Black Lives Matter movement to, oh well, but but you know not all, not all cops are bad, that goes without saying. and the fact that you have to say that kind of sends a little bit of a message, and I think it kind of undermines your point because the fact that you have to tell me or tell whomever that not all cops are that bad or not, not all cops are racist, this and that means that there's a problem and you're you're having to say that because there's a problem. So we wanted to take the time on our podcast on our platform. I know we're just in the beginning stages of this podcast, but we wanted to take the time to point out some resources, talk about some of the other incidences that have happened, you know, close in proximity to the George Floyd issue. Um, We had Ahmad Arbery. He um, was recently killed. Um, He went out for a run and was gunned down essentially by two white people
0: yeah um 25 years old uh black man um was out for a jog one morning one afternoon um and i believe it was the coastal south georgia neighborhood so um in georgia and the man was out for a jog in a white suburban neighborhood and two men um Again, we're not going to name names because they don't deserve that platform right now. Um, identified this, the victim, as having potentially ro- been involved in robbery around the neighborhood. So they took it upon themselves to grab their weapons and to chase him down. Um, and then one confronted Mr. Arbery, um, which is say that things turned around and turned south for the bad. And uh, unfortunately, the man, Mr. Arbery, was was gunned down. Um, apparently, you know, uh, I'm sure he, he went and tried to, you know, defend himself when addressed by the two white gentlemen Um, but then of course in defense um, you know it was turned on him and unfortunately he was gunned down by the way also uh, it was two men that was that were charged with murder for Mr. Arbery but at the same time there was a third person who trailed the engagement and actually videoed it so that person I believe is receiving the same consequences that the two men who actually took place in gunning him down are receiving as well
1: i don't think that that was initially the case but i actually read today that i i think they did charge him yes um as an accessory I, I don't know if that charge was handed down today or if it was just made public today but i know that that person was also charged um and the officers involved in the death of george floyd all have been charged specifically the one that had his knee on mr floyd's neck for eight plus minutes Two plus three of which of those minutes, uh Mr. Floyd was completely unresponsive, which is just mind boggling to me. I can't even believe that there are police out there that would do such a thing. Um, especially and- when your your whole purpose is to protect protect and serve the community. The whole community. White, black, purple, pink. It doesn't matter.
0: Right. And this is also after um when he was unresponsive. This is after the fact when he was claimed that he could not breathe. Right,
1: know. right. Yeah. Mr. Floyd um repeatedly told the police that he couldn't breathe. I believe there was an issue as to his ability to breathe even going into the uh, police vehicle. Nonetheless, again, you're serving your community. Even if you're executing an arrest or making an arrest, you need to accommodate the citizens of the community. So I, I'm i hard-pressed to understand why this level of elevation was necessary. In fact, I don't believe this level of elevation was necessary. It was it, it's outrageous. Um, it shocks the conscience. Um, it's a term that we use in the law a lot in adjudicating things like this. But happily, those officers have been have immediately lost their jobs, which was great, and then um, were subsequently charged. I believe the officer who had his knee on, George Floyd's neck is being charged now with second-degree murder as opposed to third-degree murder.
0: He's also currently being held in a maximum security prison.
1: Right, and I believe he was on suicide watch, but that's neither here nor there. Um
0: and the other cops are being charged as well. I think today it was posted that they it was posted they could get out on like a million and a half dollar bond or something like that. Combined, yeah. Combined, yeah. yeah. Um so I mean, w- and one of the one of the main things that really aggravates me during all this as well, um on top of the chaos, but I mean, I mean, again, this is going to get into kind of like what are we doing as people? Because during this time, you had additional police officers and civilians as well standing around watching this. People took it upon themselves to go ahead and video, you know, what was going on. That's great and all, but like, I mean, could something else have been done to save the man's life? No one in this situation had to die.
1: Right. And I think I think the, the limitations there were the fact that there was four... Th- four other off- three other officers in a, telling in the addition, pe- telling right. people to stay away and and to shut up and this and that. So I mean there was only so much that the people in the store and the people witnessing it could do. I think that filming something like that it had to be done because this type of thing needs to be publicized. So if that's the least that you can do, I mean I think it's it's important to put it out there, make people aware and that's the whole point of um, of our discussion is, is making people aware of their own behavior, making people aware of the system, how it works, how it works against the black community and how we can work to be better. And that goes beyond our own behavior. It goes into policy. It goes into voting. It goes into, into many different realms um, of change. And we're going to talk about each one of those. Um, some of the other uh, people from the black community who lost their lives from at the hands of the police include Brianna Taylor, Sandra Bland. These are only just a few um, that have, uh, you know, got, a bunch of media coverage beyond Taylor specifically happened in the beginning of the pandemic. I believe it was in the middle of March. So her death kind of got lost in the, in the shuffle a little bit. And, um, she, um, was sleeping in her bed and the cops had got a warrant to search her apartment because they had reason to believe allegedly that her, that somebody living with her, um, was dealing drugs out of the apartment. And so they, Took a battering ram to the door and just open fired in the in the uh, into the apartment, which is just so mind boggling to me because I just as police you're supposed to protect us, you're supposed to protect everybody, and I just don't understand. I mean, the the only thing that I can think of it, it it's got to be a racial thing. It's got to be a, a a you know wealth class thing. It's because this continuously and disproportionately happens to black people.
0: Yeah, you know, I completely agree with you unfortunately. Um it is it, definitely the divide, you know. It's it's the discrimination, it's um it's everything that uh that we are not supposed to be as a country, as a world, as a civilization, right? Um I mean to to get into it as well, like the United States of America, like again, it's supposed to be to where everyone is created equal. Everyone is free, right? Um under one flag, right? And unfortunately, that's never been the case, never been the case at all with this country. We've made huge strides to obviously um, stand up for like what we believe, you know, the, the American flag represents and and trying to honor it in every way possible. Um, but we continue to struggle, you know, um, and everything from, again, if you think about it, Carly, like what, 200 years ago, we still had slavery yeah. in this world. Slavery 200 years ago was still... Um, how the south their their main economic source how the south survived was through slavery right 200 years ago um we had an american civil war over this yeah. you know and we've had everything from the civil rights movement um you know desegregation of obviously of schools and you know it's 2020 now and, and again this has been one hell of a year but why why are, why is it still a struggle for us why is it still a struggle not even for americans but for mankind for human beings to get through this We are one. We are just one. You know, know, the the background to a person, the the looks of that person means absolutely nothing. So why do you still struggle with this?
1: I think it's because something that you just said, it was a mere 200 years ago. 200 years in, in the terms of an age of a nation is nothing. I think that it's our failure to acknowledge that it was just 200 years ago and that we're still experiencing systemic racism and fallout from the way that we treated black people in the past. And to ignore that is is to fail these people. I mean, we need to understand that, you know, I, I mean, you go back to bank loans in poor neighborhoods and funneling money into the school systems. It, it, it all comes out of from, you know, hundreds of years ago and trying to evolve out of it. And it just doesn't, it's just not something that can happen quickly without a united nation. And I think that our... Failure to acknowledge our white privilege as a country is fa- is failing our black brothers and sisters. It really is. And I, you know, you ask yourself, oh, do I get a a lump in my throat when I see the police? Do I? And I'm not talking about a lump in a lump in your throat, like oh, I was speeding and I I ran, went past that speed trap and I'm for sure gonna get a ticket. I'm talking about I could lose my life today because I'm wearing a black sweatshirt with a hood. I could lose my life today because they're looking for somebody with skin the same color as my skin. I could lose my life today because racism is rampant in this country. And I think that that's something that we as white people and white allies, we need to acknowledge that and lean into it. It's uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable conversation. I mean, you, I mean, if our audience could see, our body language is very like tense, but it's something that needs to be done and it's something that needs to be done across the board by all white people. If you're, anti, if you're anti-racist, you're gonna have these uncomfortable moments. I hate to break it to you, but it is what it is, and you have to lean into it. You have to. We owe it to these people. We built the nation on their backs, and we owe it to them to at least fight the very system that's that's holding them back and failing them on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, no, you're completely right, Carly, as well. Like This is a struggle to kind of get these words out. I find myself thinking of the right words to say, but it's kind of unclear just because of what we're facing, again, as, as a civilization, as people, as Americans— um, it, the fact that this still continues to go on is honestly, it's unacceptable. Um, and we need to find a way to change. We need to find a way to come together. And yeah, it is uncomfortable to talk about. It really is. Um, and for, you know, all those people out there who, um, say I'm not a racist, but then you, you know, you like to make those side jokes and, uh, in regards to race and color, like, yeah, yeah, are you sure you're not a racist, like right. really, really look deep into what you're saying. And even even if you think it's a harmless joke, well, yeah, well, those harmless jokes sometimes could eventually lead to not saying you would, but could eventually lead to killing somebody.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a passive form of racism, and that could be the most harmless kind. And it's a not harmful okay. Harmful kind, excuse me.
0: No, correct, correct, and and it's completely not okay. Like again, like where, like why does the Again, why does the color of someone matter? Why does religion of someone matter? Why is the gender? Why is any of this matter? It's absolutely nothing because we're all human beings, right? We're all live on this planet together. We're all trying to get through a tough time together. This is when we need to rise up and be together, all right? We cannot let discrimination, racism, sexism, anything like that get us down as who we are as people, as a country, because this is supposed to be, again, the United States of America where we are united. And unfortunately... Do you really think, have we ever really been united? Think about that right now. Has United States of America ever actually fully been united?
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, a question that you should ask yourself, um, you know, white people, this one's for you. uh, Would you ever want to live in this country as a black person? I mean, Jane Elliott said it best. Would you? Raise your hand if you would want to live in this country as a black person. You wouldn't because it is systematically unfair to live as a black, I mean, it's disadvantages across the board. So, you know, I I just think it the first step in in change is acknowledging your privilege, acknowledging that you live a comfortable life. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, your resume being tossed to the side because of the way your name sounds. You don't have to worry about, you know, people. Locking their cars when they pass by you because of your skin color. I mean, these are all like little examples and not so much the resume one. That's a big example. I mean, employment is a huge thing, a huge obstacle facing the black community. But I mean, even even the little things, I mean, a person crossing the street because they want to get away from you because they're afraid of you. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And I can't imagine going through my life like that. And I, I want to do everything that I can to help make sure that going forward, our black community, is, it does not feel that way. I mean, it's a crime. That in itself is a crime. I mean, everybody's, everybody's looking for the crime. Everybody's looking for, you know, to stop crime. That's the crime.
0: Yeah, no, I, again, I completely agree. Um, you know, and I think I mentioned this before in one of the other episodes, but, you know, of course, I am from the Jersey, stro- uh, the Jersey Shore. Um, I am from a beach town, but the beach town I'm from, right, is just about 80% black, 20% everything else, which includes the high school I went to as well. And I'm sure as hell damn proud to have gone to that high school, to live in that community, and, to, and be from that town. And the funny thing is, um, I, I didn't—I didn't experience. There was I didn't experience any kind of racism. It was black people, white people, Spanish people, Asian. But everybody was just together, and there was no like. That person's this color. This person is that color. It was none of that. Literally, I, you know, I, I played sports. I was on the football team and you know, I was one of, you know, a handful of white kids on the team. Didn't never once thought twice about it. So um, this issue kills me that much more too to know that, OK, when we when we got out of high school, when some of us moved on, maybe moved away from that town or experienced other parts of the world like this is reality. Yeah. You know, and this is reality, not just in the United States It's reality across the entire world. But right now, again, we need to find a way to change because, yeah. again, it's it's unacceptable.
1: Yeah, and I think I think what you just said, you know, you were you as a white person were the minority. I was a minority in, in at Neptune, but I think the fact that you felt comfortable speaks a little bit to your privilege because even when white people are the quote unquote minority in one small community, you still feel okay because you you just you weren't conditioned to feel like a minority so even when you are the minority you don't feel like it because everywhere else you're not so i think that that's part of the reason why i mean certainly your community you're you're proud of where you're from your community was great but i think that that's definitely got a stake in how you were feeling
0: well my mind is now blown (laughs) thank you for putting it that way yeah this is why this is why i love this woman
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think that that i think that's the truth of it um and I, i you know there's there's factions of people going back and forth um, between you know oh well black lives matter and then people saying all lives matter and not all cops and this and that i have to admit i think it's a little bit tone deaf to respond to the lynching of a black person in the middle of the street with not all cops are bad i mean correct me if i'm wrong but that that just to me it's not acknowledging the problem i mean it's not acknowledging the problem same thing with all lives matter We're talking about black lives because those are the ones that are at stake. For you to say, "Oh well, all lives matter," okay, you know, when my house is on fire, you don't say, "Well, what about my house? My house matters too." No, you put out the fire in my house because my house is on fire. (laughs) Right, (laughs)
0: and I I think a lot, a lot of when it comes down to well, well, not not all cops are bad or the police, not all the police are bad, right? I think that's kind of like. You're just trying to find a way to make it seem that the person, maybe you love, or the person that you, you know, that's part of your family, is not that type. You, that person did not murder, you know, an innocent black man in the middle of the street, right? And so what, what I'm saying is, I think it's it's them trying to say, listen, guys, like, like we understand what happened, but again, like, not all cops, because lately it's been a cop issue, are bad, reinforcing the fact that the person I love is not bad. Yeah, and I it, think it's a little it, it, egocentric, r- for Right, sure. right. It's more egocentric. And, and again, right now, what we're talking about is the racism. Right. We're talking about people. Right. We're talking about discrimination, and we're talking about, you know, white people. Right now, specifically white people, maybe with some power and authority, taking advantage of that power and murdering somebody and thinking it's okay.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're saying, well, you know, all of my experiences with cops have been good. Okay, you're probably white. You're probably white. So that's great. Okay. So now so now we're in a place where we're saying, okay, not all cops are bad. Okay. If you can get to a place where you understand that by saying that, you are acknowledging your privilege, then that's the step in the right direction. If that if you can understand that as saying, okay, I'm I'm lucky in that I've never encountered a bad cop, but that's, you know, that's a reflection of my white privilege. I think that that's a step in the right direction. So I, I'm a firm believer that any of these phrases, any of these statements can be parlayed into a positive. And I think we can all agree on the anti-racist sentiment that has been going around. And I just, I, I just personally would prefer the focus to be on that because, I mean, that's what we're, we're dealing with. This particular situation, a cop killed a black person in the middle of the street in broad daylight, took his life, Again, uh, yes, again. So, I just, I, I, just ask that you know some of my friends, colleagues that have been putting out the message that all lives matter and that, but not all cops. How about just no but? How about just Black Lives Matter? I this is a this is a travesty. All three of those, four of those cops should be locked locked away for life, and we need to make a change. How about that? There's no buts no buts
0: <laughs> yeah and that's, and that's a complete like restructure kind of change too right i mean everything every little aspect needs to be looked at you know from everything we do um within uh we can say law enforcement within even the military right like like how what's the norm what's the status quo what are we doing what's not working how do we fix it right all right because that's with without change without people trying to push forward without people trying to make a stand make a statement like no change is going to occur yeah we have to fight for this right to do this and this you know what and as americans that it's our damn right to do
1: and attaching a but to this was terrible black lives matter we need to uplift the black community attaching a but to that statement put, put your feet right in the mud saying but oh well we need to look at this we need to look at that now you're not making progress anymore so that's why it's important to lean into that discomfort lean into that different way of thinking lean into that white privilege understand it and support your black community i mean that's the only path
0: if, if we don't support the black community again what are we're we doing? nothing we're nothing yeah we are nothing Again, and talking about the United States of America right now when we're supposed to be, equality is supposed to be number one on the priority list. When all men and women are created absolutely equal, 100% across the board, that's not the case. And I said it earlier, it's never been the damn case all right. And it's something that we need to change. We need to look at ourselves. We need to look at our brothers look at our sisters, look at one another, help each other out. You know, I, I, I'm the more I go on, the more I see, you know, selfish acts from people and people stuck in their own zone, their own world. We know what you're the problem, right? You know, what are we doing? What, what, what are we doing? You know, uh, you know, you work maybe a nine to five or you do something great in tech or whatever. That's great and all that's good and dandy, but honestly, that's not the big picture, right? Maybe yeah. that's what you're, you're doing to live your Fucking excuse me, your life, right? But like what are we doing as a society, as an economy, as a nation? You know, like the more we pretend this isn't going on, the more we pretend this is not an issue, the more we disregard and we try to go into our own zones and our happy little lives, the more that we not progress, but the more we decline as a country, as a nation, as people.
1: Yeah, and I think getting behind something that makes you uncomfortable is is tough. I get that. But society is nothing when it's just dependent on me, 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 what's good for me, what's good for my, you know, that's not how society works. And Julian and I have talked about this in many a context. And we do our very best to reflect this in the way that we act, in the way that we vote, in the way that we think. And it's not all about us, it's about what's right, what's wrong, and moving forward with what's right for our nation. And I think that the Black Lives Matter movement is huge to that. And it, it, you know, we're talking white privilege. I, I'm not a, I'm not a black person. I don't know, you know, lifting, lifting this movement up on a pedestal, you know, is going to affect me though. It's not, it's not something that's unique to just black people. You know, it's going, it's for the betterment of all of us. We all get to benefit from their gifts. We all get to benefit from the policies. We all get to benefit from everything. So to selfishly, Put yourself on the outside is is the worst thing you can do, not only for the black community, but also for yourself.
0: Yeah, no, completely agree. And I think I mentioned this before, but like, you know, this is a, obviously an amazing statement. But, you know, even uh, President Kennedy made that and he said it's not about I'm going to say this, it's not about the blue or not about the red decision. Right. But it's about, it's about the right decision. Yeah. And the right decision is supposed to be what's best for the country as a whole, right, and again, going back to just like I, I want to get in on a divide, like you know, not only are we di- divided by race, by sex, sexual orientation, even um gender, um, but it's also about what color state you're in, yeah, like Jesus Christ, like the United States couldn't be more freaking divided e- e- ever, you know we're so divided, we're caught up in our bullshit, we're caught up in our politics. You know we're caught up in me, 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 being selfish, and I'm gonna do what's best for me, and I'm gonna do what's best for number one, and the hell with everybody else. Like that's the wrong mentality. Yeah. That's why we fail, and that's why right now we're dealing with this shit still is because of everyone's mentality, on me first, me first, right? Yeah. And and honestly, and if if you want to get through this, if you want us, if we want to succeed and prevail, and honestly, if we want to live up to the standard that the American flag was supposed to represent, well, we got to get rid of me first. Yeah. It's time to focus on us.
1: Yeah. That was well put. I, um, and of course, now we're seeing, and I mentioned this earlier, now we're seeing protests across the nation, mostly peaceful in nature. But of course, as the media does, they like to focus on, um, you know, rioting, looting, things of that nature. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I understand what it's like to be fed up. Um, in the way that the black community is, um, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I know what it's like to be angry to that point. So I'm not gonna sit here and say and condemn any actions that are taken by them. I'm just I'm just not gonna do it. It's that's not what we're here for. But um in terms of protests, I mean there have been I've seen many peaceful marches. I actually just popped over to Asbury a couple of days ago um and things were going well over there. I've I've heard some rumor that it you know, started to get out of hand at night, but I don't know how true that is. Um, but I've seen I've seen people uniting. I've seen the the police uniting with us, which is great. That's great to see. But I've also seen a continuation of the narrative of the slaughtering black people in the middle of the day by these police and 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 any anybody any shade of brown is is a target. And I mean, it's just a disgrace. And I just think that people that you know want to come out and say oh well you know looting and rioting and this and that isn't the way and this and that I mean typically what I from what I've been seeing those are the same people that had a problem with the peaceful protests from the NFL from the NBA from you know Hollywood everywhere you know C- Colin Kaepernick that's no good LeBron James just continue dribbling the ball I mean so protest by its very nature goes against what people are going to want to see it makes it uncomfortable so yeah while i believe that there that no violence and looting is going to end up being you know what sets things straight or beneficial for anybody but in examining our own privilege we don't know what it's like to be this fed up we don't know what it's like to be this fed up and we've tr- and quite frankly we've gotten sp- you know people have gotten spit in the face for doing their peaceful protests and doing it silently
0: keep doing what you're doing, you know, like, we have to do this together, we have to make a stand for what is right. Um, And I will absolutely say too, again, uh, to add to what you were saying, Carl. like, right, like, athletes um, with a platform have have used their platform to try to get a message across. And again, I've heard a lot of things, um, or that's disrespectful towards, you know, the, the military, or that's disrespectful towards you know, uh, America in general, right? And they're like, oh, you know what? Shut up and you get paid millions of dollars. So why don't you just shut up and throw a football or, or dribble a basketball, right?
1: Go ahead and put the military veteran thing to rest, please. I
0: love this. Well, right. So, we'll, so the point I'm trying to make is, you know, it's not all about money either. Like, do you, ever, do you ever think that there's like a, a higher value than just the amount of money they're getting paid, right? They had a platform to demonstrate a peaceful protest and they utilized that pod- platform. And guess what? They started a social movement, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, to add to what you're saying, again, many veterans out there. Uh, I, I, I've i listened to many veterans speak as well, obviously. And cause you are I, one. I am a veteran. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bay. I appreciate that. Right. I am a military veteran. I served six and a half years, active duty in the United States Army. Um, I still have tons of brothers and sisters who I serve with who I speak to um if not speak to daily i, I you know comment on on social media and I see them, and I make sure they're doing good regardless of what their what their political views are i don't that has nothing to do with anything, but what I'm saying is you know people wanted to immediately lash out and say that's re- disrespectful and again, every veteran, every veteran has their own opinion on to stand don't stand disrespectful, not disrespectful. What I believe, right, and this is just me, what I believe the intent of the peaceful protests by the athletes who had a platform, it was nothing to do with discrimination. It was nothing to do with the United States of America, honestly. It was nothing to do with the flag, nothing to do with the military at all. This was not against the military. This was, um, this was basically to show how undivided that the united how seem not undivided but how divided the united states of america is because you're standing for a flag right you're standing for an anthem that's supposed to represent unity and equality and um how we are one but we're not one when all this is going on think about this right how many of you truly believe right now how many truly believe that we are worthy as a nation to stand for the flag and for what the flag represents think about that
1: yeah and i think that you know a lot of the people that are saying, "Oh well, you know, it's disrespectful to our veterans and those who have served in a war and this and that." Typically, at least from what I've heard, th- those are not those people are not veterans. So, what I like one of my favorite party tricks is to to have Julian step up to the microphone, <laughs> literally right now, step up to the microphone and say that he's not offended by the protests.
0: No, and you you know what, like,
1: and typically you're the only veteran in the room to weigh in on it, so that's all folks
0: (laughs) i mean again like the protests and again again i we didn't mean to get into the topic of kneeling right but no but it's relevant it is relevant right like and as a veteran when, when i saw that i mean for example that's like what we f- that's what soldiers in military that, that's what like we fight for that's one thing we stand for right the, the, so where you have to a citizen a civilian for example or anyone has the right to do that right mm-hmm. that's because that's that is part of who we are as a country that is part of who we are as a nation And honestly, again, continuing to go on with what the status quo is, if we don't have anyone challenge the status quo and ask questions and push back and try to do things better, how are we ever going to continue to progress, again, as a nation, um, as people, you know, as also an American nation? How are we going to progress when everyone won't dare to challenge what the status quo is? If you know something that's a status quo, think about the status quo and ask yourself, why is this a status quo? Think about ways that you could potentially make it better all right everything could always be better all right but it takes people to challenge an order to challenge what the status quo is to continue to prevail and actually create change
1: yeah and i think that the whole point of the of the protest was missed on a lot of people the original the more peaceful protests by athletes Um, again they're using their platform they weren't hurting anybody they weren't by their own accord and by many veterans' accord, they were not offending any veterans. They were not, you know, attempting to offend any military. It was really just about segregation and about um discrimination and police brutality in this country and the repeated police brutality in this country.
0: Agre- agreed. And again, not to continue on with it, but, you know, for example, Colin Kaepernick, when he started this peaceful protest, he originally took a seat, right? Do you know... And I'm sure a lot of you do know this, but do you know that he was actually addressed um by a veteran who I believe at the time worked for the 49ers? And um the veteran actually, I, I believe he was next Green Beret. I can be wrong, but I believe he was next Green Beret. And he told Kaepernick, I understand what you're doing and you have my support. What he told him was when you take a seat during a national anthem, it looks it can look disrespectful. In which Colin Kaepernick said, I don't, that's not the intent of what I'm doing. I don't want to look disrespectful. I don't want to be disrespectful. What can I do to make it not disrespectful? And the veteran, again, working for the 49ers said, you could take a knee. So So that's what he did. That's what he did. He took a knee out of respect for the armed forces, out of respect for the the United States of America as a whole.
1: And you can say whatever you want about those protests, whether you agree or disagree that, you know, the issues that those athletes were standing for were valid or not. But as it relates to the protests that are happening right now, I see a lot of outcry for peaceful protest, peaceful protest, peaceful protest. Okay. But you have a problem with that too. At least acknowledge that even when there is peaceful protest, you have a problem with that too.
0: Oh, light and Jersey's cause on Cause you want to watch,
1: cause you want to watch your football game. So, yeah. and again, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's a lose, lose. And again, again, it's black people in a lose, lose situation which is what they face every single day.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
1: So um, I think we talked a lot about a lot of stuff. Um, apologies if we rambled at all, but we both feel very passionate about this topic and we both wanted to get our feelings out and get it out to our audience and talk about the ways in which we think we can be better, the ways in which we think everybody can be better. Um, address it kind of on our platform, just so everybody knows where we stand. And as a, Parting gift here, I would like to share a couple of um, things that can be done um, in the short term and in the long term um, to help with um, ending discrimination, ending racism, being anti-racist. Um, like I said, it begins within. So you're in control of what you do. And we wanted to offer some resources that um, can help you with that. Um, social media has been a huge um resource, at least for me, I've been able to learn a lot, um, whether it be through links on social media. Um, I I personally like to vet everything that I find. I don't like to just, you know, I'm not one of those people that finds an article on the Internet and takes it as gospel. I typically like to look things up and make sure that I like check my resources. So that's important. And that's something that you have to do on your own because um, nobody's going to help you do that. And of course, there's a lot of crap on the Internet. And as we all know. Um, So the first thing we can do is learn. Learn, learn, learn. There's so many books, documentaries, movies out there um, that can can teach you about, you know, systemic racism, the history of our nation, the history of systemic racism, and get you to a place where you're better. You can better understand what exactly is facing um, the black community, what kind of struggles they're facing as a result of um, both history and their current environment. So I think it's important to read up, watch things, um, ask questions. Obviously you know, reach out to resources that you know um, are vetted or valid um, with any questions you might have, um, public interest groups, things of that nature. Um, we found a lot of, um, and I posted this to the Instagram and I hope that all of you looked at it. I think I did put it in um, in the stories um, for Thursday things, but I found a list of podcasts hosted by black women. And I think that that's a really valuable resource. I think you could learn a lot from that, both from um, a black perspective and from a female perspective. I think that's invaluable to have both of those things in one shot. Um, so take a look at that. Um, browse even through Apple, you can look. Um, Apple and Spotify, you should be able to find um, a lot of these titles. And again, they're on our Instagram page. So if you want to check it out, um, we have it archived um, in one of our story um, titles. Um, donate. If you choose to donate, if you're able to donate um, to worthy causes, can't really go wrong with either one of them NAACP, ACLU. I know both of those organizations have divisions within each of the states um, and then they have an overarching um, national presence as well. So, you know, and of course, look in your locality, look in. I know Minneapolis was recently posting all of their um, funds and their programs um, that are eligible for donation. So be sure to check that out um, wherever you might live and uh, or not live. I mean, it's important to donate everywhere. So. If you can donate everywhere that would be great
0: whatever you can do to keep making the economy and making us better make stronger it stronger as a nation
1: yeah and last but not least vote 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 vote
0: vote, vote. for one uh, for <laughs> one, one more for the team for, vote vote for one growing <laughs> up like i didn't really I didn't really vote um until honestly my uh, mid to later twenties um and I'm so glad that I did and now I won't miss an election um your your voice needs to be heard A lot of people believe, you know, well, my one vote doesn't really matter. No, it does. Like, it does matter in the grand scheme of things. Absolutely, it matters. Please, please vote. Please look at yourself and implement effective change. Like, look at yourself. Think deep. It's up to you. It's up to us. It's up to us to be together as one. All right. We can do this as a nation, um, as Americans, as people. All right. Again, please, we have to be united. And right now, we're divided.
1: Yeah. And... Um, I believe June 2nd There were a bunch of primaries I know New Jersey's is June 7th I have that marked on my calendar Yep. For us to go out and vote But it's important to also vote in your local elections Vote vote in your gubernatorial elections Everything, everything. Um, There's policies there that affect everybody um, And this transcends um, racism And classism And all of those things You're going to want to read up and vote for the candidates And vote for the poli- policies that you want But it's important that you register Go out and vote um, I mean, even Minnesota, typically a swing state, it's probably gonna, you know, experience an uptick in voters. Hopefully, um, based on what has recently happened there, um, it's typically a blue state. I think, like for the past
0: four years, I think it's a swing state. It's a swing, I'm, I'm but not, they vote blue mostly. I'm so. not sure.
1: So we'll see. We'll see as the uh, as the results start to come out. But you know, things like that are important. So it, it, you know, uh, of course, the electoral electoral college. Holds a it's lot okay. of power. Okay, I do it all the time. <laughs> holds a lot of power, but um, you know, never think that your vote doesn't matter. It totally does. Um, so get out and vote. Yeah, register to vote. You can do it online, it's really easy. Um and I think I think that's all I have written down. I, I had to write, can I just say I had to write down everything that I was gonna say because I knew that my brain would be all over the place and I knew that I wouldn't be able to carefully articulate what I wanted to say if well, I didn't
0: I think you did a pretty good job. I I feel like that that's kind of what happened to me. I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but sometimes like if I'm really into a subject or a topic, I tend to I slightly tend to ramble on a little bit or (laughs) or maybe like I say like a few words in there that don't really make sense of the context of the sentence or the conversation. But please forgive me. Please bear with me. Yeah, Uh, we had
1: had a conversation before this that was like, Well, we have to please our and I kind of just threw that to the wind because I'm not here to please everybody.
0: No. And again, I, and I don't think it was ever that we need to please all listeners. I think w- the biggest point of this episode is to make a statement. Yeah. And is to send a message to everyone. Again, you have two white people right here. Well, are we privileged? We're white privileged? Yeah, of course. White privileged people right here, right? And this is what... Just by
1: being white, we're privileged.
0: So this is what our thoughts are. This is what our views are. This is where we stand, right? This is
1: how we want to change. This is how we want to impact change. So we thought that we would uh, do a whole episode on this. And being candid, we had done a um, like a current events podcast last week, I believe, and we included a brief discussion on this. But listening back on it, it just sounded so ridiculous because this topic deserves its whole the whole forty five minutes that we wanted to the whole to show. It. it deserves it. Yeah. The whole show. So we wanted to get on here, talk about all the things that we're being faced with, and talk about all of the resources that we've come across and how we can learn more and share it with you guys.
0: Yeah. And again, I know um, we've right hit on this and we're, we're, you know, finishing up now, but again, um, I just ask that everyone takes a look at themselves, you know, and, um, you know, please, like if you see someone again, who's protesting, especially peacefully, if they're making a statement, making a stand, please don't judge them and assume the worst, you know, almost, and especially in regards to maybe some of the kneeling, um, Look at the bigger picture. Look at like what they're tr- like what they're demonstrating, all right? Look at the fact that they are trying to influence change so that as a nation we become united and that we actually are able to stand for the flag that means so much to us yeah. and for what that flag actually means.
1: Look at their struggle, respect their struggle, and understand their struggle and get uncomfortable. It's the name of the game.
0: Get uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Again, we're one Okay, and
1: cool. That does it, guys. Thank you so um, much for
0: listening, but please message us. Yeah, WJT
1: Podcast on Instagram, WJT Podcast at gmail.com. Send us all of your information um that you might have about, you know, anti racist resources, um, uplifting black voices, amplifying melanated voices. I know it's a hashtag on Instagram I see a lot. We'd love to get input, listener feedback on all of those things. So please reach out. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you guys.
0: Thank you guys, and we appreciate you tuning in to We're Just Talking. Perfect. 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 Hosted on dimlywit.com.